All right, everybody. Episode 13. We are officially back. Uh, we took a week off last week with everything going on. I didn't really feel, well, one, I was filled with rage and that rarely makes for a good podcast, but also I just felt like out of respect for everything that was happening, um, you know, it was best for us to take a week off. Um, that and Al's Chihuahua had fleas. So between those two things, it was enough in to his, just... In his butt. It was in, The fleas were in his butt. I didn't know that can happen. Oh, that is so sad. That poor thing. Yeah, well, um, they're out now. That's what's important. Yes. That, that's the most important. Whatever was in... And, and it's nice to feel... You feel happier now. I, I feel... Just listening to you right now, Brie, you know, for the past week or two, you, you know, you've been very angry. Like, rightfully so, but... You know, it's been intense, an intense past week. So I'm glad, you know, we can we can start being happy again, hopefully. Let's, you know, we'll see where things go. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's tough. I feel like, um, you know, I debated whether or not to even, like, talk about what was going on on this episode because part of me feels like um, people listen to comedy podcasts to get away from the world. But at the same time, what's happening is so monumental and important to me that I felt like how could we not... Um, discuss it on this episode, you know, like this first episode back at least. So um, completely unrelated to what's going on, but I'm pretty sure that my testosterone levels are through the roof right now. I'm, yeah, I can always tell because I feel like, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like guys prefer to have sex in the morning. And I feel like that's because normally your testosterone levels are higher when you first wake up. Do you feel that way? Is that what it is? I mean, absolutely. Every guy gets pretty horny in the morning, you know, and it would, it would be a, a dream to have sex every morning. But uh, I didn't know it was a testosterone level. Is that, is that what it is? I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure I like looked it up one time. I didn't like go back and check, but I feel like I've heard that before. And normally that's when I can tell my testosterone is up is like when I'm horny first thing in the morning. Um, and that's been happening a lot lately. And I Mm. also feel like we're broaching the two and a half year mark as far as last time I had sex. And when everybody's like, whenever someone says like, okay, like how long is too long to go without sex? It's like, um, it's two and a half years. That is the time (laughs) I can assure to me. It's like, you know, like that commercial, like how many licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. That's yeah. how I feel right now. I was like, don't worry. You don't have to do the experiment. I've done it. And I could tell you that like two and a half years, like you really hit your limit. Like it's not fun anymore. Um, and I'm do, like, do, do you feel it. like you just need the physical activity or do you actually want like the, the love that comes with it? Or do you, do you want the human interaction? No, I mean, I do, I'd want the human interaction too, but I think that's like what holds me back sometimes because I feel like I don't have like the time to devote to like a relationship. The time um, to fall in love. Well, yeah, exactly. I feel like I don't... Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. But uh, speaking of my vagina, um, I was a very... I'm like a, I consider myself a new age activist because I was calling up um, all of my like white Republican guys this week. Checking, I was like basically like the Mormons. Like I was going door to door <laughs> to make sure that all the white Republican guys that I knew were contributing to the movement in some you know form or another. So I called you know dudes I remember you know from my finance days, making sure they donated. Um, I reached out to a pretty well known comic that I know to make sure that he was going to do something. I was, and you said to me, Al, you were like, you can't force people to care about this issue. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of you, Brie. You're doing the right thing. But, 
you know, you it seems like you're you're very aggressive, and I'm worried about that. Well, I am aggressive, um, but you, yeah, you said like, oh, you can't force people to care about this issue, but um, I want to just say that my vagina and I did force people to care about this issue. <laughs> so yeah, never never underestimate the power of that, you guys. Um, I'm very proud of myself. So, so so what are you saying? Are you are you bribing men with your vagina? Um, or just like my wily ways. Like it's not like I promised everybody <laughs> sex, but you know, I mean, I may have allu- I may have alluded to it. I don't know if I'm actually gonna follow through, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just the prom- promise of it alone is like titillating enough to get people to, you know, do what you want. Um, yeah, when a guy is horny, they don't even think about the fact that you're in Wall Street and you're in L.A. You know, they don't even think about that. They're just they hear the word sex and they're in. Right. It's like uh, Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber when he's like, so you're saying there's a chance. Like that's... Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, how I think dudes deal with it. Um, And then I did go to the protests last... It was last week, right? Yeah, last weekend, um, which was wild because I went to the one on Saturday, which was like the first massive one. And it wasn't like like a typical protest in the sense that like there was definitely a lot of tension I was like a little bit freaked out when I first, this is like typical Brie Hunter. When I first got there, um, I got dropped off like right at the police line, which was right next to a gas station. And I'm like standing in the gas station trying to find my friends. And I'm like looking, I'm like, I'm standing by like tanks of gasoline. Like if there is one flammable throne, like I'm a goner. Like, (laughs) cause I chose like the Sunoco to like, as my like hideout basically. Um, so yeah, and then, I mean, the protests were interesting. I'm definitely glad that I went. I was, you know, it's funny how like even in like a tense, you know, moment like that, you can find humor in the situation. Um, like the first thing that I thought was like hysterical was that Ray J showed up. He like essentially like drove into the middle, like not into people, but he drove into the middle of the protest, like, and was like, you know, in a sports car and he was like hanging out the top. And I was like, really? And, and you're like, talking about the real Ray J, like the, the Kim Kardashian brandy Ray J, right? Well, yeah, not like the wax figure Ray J. It was like the real <laughs> Ray J. And I like looked at my friend and I was like, not for nothing. This is like a huge movement. And like Ray J was the best black celebrity we could get. Like who's next? Omarion? Like who else are they going to going to bring out here for the it, it was still early. I mean, it, it took like Kanye West uh, like a good week before he said something, right? Yeah. I mean, people have definitely been like uh, kind of slow to... No, well, not everybody. I shouldn't say that. Like some people have been slow to speak up. Definitely Kanye. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was like the one thing that happened. And then uh, the other thing was we had... We were... After we had went to the big protest, we were driving around to see if we could join the one over in Beverly Hills and my friend and I literally get stuck like sandwiched in between 10 like huge sheriff cars like they don't I thought at first I thought it was the National Guard because they were almost like armored trucks and they like corral us in and they jump out and they're assembling and like nobody's even acknowledging the fact that we're just stuck in the middle of this military like mobilization and the one thing that I thought was odd was that Every single one of these like people from the sheriff's department, not one of them was over five six. I thought it was just me too. I'm like, maybe it's the angle, but I looked at my friend. And she's like, why are they all so tiny? And I'm looking at them. They're in full <laughs> riot gear, and this was the night before, so the national guard hadn't made it here yet. And I was like, holy shit, these dudes um, and and a few women are like not. It was like it was tense. I was like, oh my god, these poor people. 
It was like Munchkins. It was like the Munchkins from Wizard of Oz. In I don't know where they found these people in Riot. Gear. Maybe they didn't want to see him intimidating. Maybe they told the you know the six foot guys you know stay home for this one. Right. We we don't we don't want to make this seem worse. We don't want to seem like the man. Right. Like we'll make we'll uh, do the uh, the big guns the next day. Exactly. So, um, but we'll it was kill like, people the next day. Well, exactly. I mean, it was pretty calm, though. Like, the thing that I kept telling people back home was, like, on the news, they made it look like it was Sodom and Gomorrah, and people were rioting everywhere, and it was, like, lunacy. But where I was, I felt like every time somebody tried to, you know, like, smash a window or, like, you know, start a fire, that the majority of the crowd would make them stop. So, like, I was there when they smashed open the door of the Trader Joe's, but then, like, a bunch of people, like jumped in front of the door and they were like no we're not looting and i was like thank god because i fucking love trader joe's too like let's not (laughs) let's not demolish you know basically like the poor man's whole foods we need that um and then there was like that's exactly what i thought i was like you know i'm cool with all this looting and shit but i hope they don't get the mcdonald's because i love mcdonald's no i who the fuck's looting mcdonald's like i mean honestly but, um, well, actually, that's not true. I mean, I might I might loot for some hash browns. Like, that's a pretty... Absolutely. Some frozen hash deal. browns, make them at home later. Um, but, and then there was, like, this... Uh, I didn't see this. My friend saw this. But she told me there was, like, this little white kid who rolled out a dumpster in the middle of the street and was, like, trying to start, like, a, like a dumpster fire. And that the crowd started throwing things, like, fruit and shit at him to get him to stop. And it was like, yeah, you know, there were definitely like, like little white skater dudes who were trying to cause chaos. And it was like bizarre. And we were like, who invited Chad? Like, why is he here? Like, you know, trying to start drama, like when everybody's trying to peacefully <laughs> protest. So. Um, well, I, maybe they, they're trying to get some attention. You know, their people are angry. You know, I, I'm, I'm not against the. The violent protest. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word to use. Right. I'm not totally against it personally. But what, uh, like, not for white people. Like, white people should absolutely be out there right. as allies supporting right. the you're movement. Definitely right about that. But like, young white boys should not be the ones out there. Like, like, what are you getting out your rage from? Like, because you lost the last Call of Duty match. Like, why are you? Yeah, so and, and it's angry? making it's making the other side look bad. You know, it's yeah, 100%. I agree with you there. You, one thing I'm not okay with cuz I, I went out protesting as well and I saw a lot of a lot of women especially so guys too, but mostly women dressed up very I don't know how to put this hot. I I guess, I guess they, they they put on some very hot clothing and it looked like they were ready for Coachella, you know, for for some Instagram pics, you know. So I that's my issue. What about you? Um, well, I was one of those women who put on hot clothing to go protest because I was like, I want to go out there as myself. I didn't, I didn't dress up though. Like I didn't look like I was going to Coachella. Like I had on like my all black athleisure, but the twins were out because they wanted to support Black Lives Matter as well. What does Um, that mean? Because I just felt like, well, I don't know. Why would I, I'm not going to show up in like a burqa. Like that's not my move. Like, you know, and it was hot and I was like, I wanted to make sure. I've known you, I've known you for some time now. And I've never seen you not dress in that way. I think that's just your personality. So I, I'm going to give you the, the way out on that one. Are you going to give me the benefit of the doubt? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you had the right intentions. Well, not, it, was, it wasn't I, only that. It was that I also successfully, I was like, oh, I could serve as a diversion to the police officers if they start going after people. 
Like I could just kind of like walk by and like accidentally like flash, you know, like whatever. Um, and that did ha- like at one point that did sort of happen. Like uh, I remember I walked by like a police line and I said to my friend Romia, I'm like, you know, I'm surprised that there's not hotter police officers. And she was like, okay, this isn't like a porn. Like what were you expecting them <laughs> to look like? And I was like, I don't know. I was like expecting something a little bit better than, you know, whoever the LAPD sent out. I was like, where are the hot cops? And not to take away from the seriousness of this issue, but I absolutely, like for me, one like, you know, a hard part of this is that what's going on right now has sort of ruined cop porn and cop fantasies for me like that was like a a category that I liked and now I feel like you know I you know I have to sort of back away for a while until we see some improvements in the departments so is it bad to say I'm the complete opposite now now I want some like like because I'm watching you know girls I want like a racist girl cop to tell me you know to go back to Puerto Rico oh my god that is bad yes and we (laughs) But I guess, listen, fuck, dude. I guess it's like a fantasy. I mean, yeah, no. For me, it's like a strong no. Um, but I guess, or if you, like, I, I think now what you need to start watching is like uh, like dominatrix porn and only when it's like a black woman dominatrix. Like, that's how you can show your porn support for what's going on. Right. I agree. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And I just, so, yeah, I feel like seeing these police officers, like, you know, like, ugh, please stop doing what you're doing because every time you billy club a protester, someone somewhere cannot climax to cop porn. So every time you do that, somebody has been effectively hurt. I mean, well, two people actually. It's bad. It's like these cops don't know the video cameras exist because every day you're seeing a new video of someone getting beat up. What are they thinking? I know. Part of the problem is, and I think that, um, you know, I mean, people sort of probably know how I feel about this. I do think that there's a lot of good cops out there. What I think is what you're seeing is um, when people are sort of indoctrinated and trained in a certain way, it can make otherwise good people make very poor decisions. I mean, when you, it's, you see it in the military and you see it in the police force. Like when you join something like that, you're taught um, to not question orders. You're taught to sort of protect the brotherhood. And I think, um, like I said, it just sort of leads like people who would otherwise make the right decisions, um, you know, make the wrong decisions in a lot of those scenarios. Um, I don't think right. It's... And, and this is what all these protests are about. We need to find those people that aren't the good cops. We need to, you know, have a system where we can, you know, find out, you know, who's not well trained, who who understands what to do in the right situations. Well, I mean, there's definitely like a lot, you know, some bad actors in these, you know, in these police departments. Like I I was sort of trying to come up with a list of like, you know, new hiring practices for the police force. And I felt like, you know, men and and women under five foot seven should really not apply uh, because they're the most at risk for Napoleon syndrome. So we got to get rid of those. (laughs) Absolutely. um, Like if you saw remember the Titans and you didn't cry, you probably should not apply for the position. (laughs) Um, That's good. You know, if you cried during Varsity Blues, you should not apply for the position. Uh, What else? Oh, another one. Like if if your only black friend was the one or two guys, the one or two black guys that you played football with in high school, and that was your only exposure, also probably should not apply, you know, for the police force. Um, 
it's just the only thing that I like the thing that I will say though in um I don't want to I don't want to say like I guess in their defense yeah sure in their defense is that right now we're sort of saying like oh it's you know it's it's racism and police brutality but the truth be told there are other parts of the system that are responsible for the way that things are and it's like we're basically like moving all of our wrath towards the police force but it's not just them you know like it's the education system it's the judicial system it's the way that we deal with black people you know every day in society so do the police have a hand in it absolutely but it's not just them and they're sort of taking a lot of the heat right now so not that it's not warranted in certain situations but if i were a cop i'd be like all right like maybe we have to make improvements but the rest of you also have to make improvements as well what what do you think about that absolutely a lot of people don't understand and i think because they don't have the same run-ins with cops as we do is Regardless if they're racist or not, most communication I have with police officers in general, they're going to be an asshole. Usually, nine out of ten times, they're, I'm not saying they're all bad people. I'm just saying they're usually not nice people. <laughs> and I, I think that that's just something they need to look at themselves about, you know? Right. Well, I think also, too, um, like there's a there was like a case that wasn't talked about too long ago where it was this white guy down in um down south his name was tony timpa i don't know if you ever heard of this and he called the police because he was schizophrenic and he was off his meds and the police come and they basically do the same thing with george floyd and um you know like they get him on the ground they have the knee on the back they cuff him and he stops breathing and Again, I I understand that sometimes mistakes can happen, but the thing that bothered me the most was when he stopped breathing and he sort of went ragdoll, they started laughing. And again, like it's not like I think all of these people are bad people. I think that the way that they're trained and um, the fact that there's no you know like uh, emphasis on mental health care for police officers. You know, and, and again, like sort of like the, you know, don't speak up because you need to protect your fellow cop, because if you're in the same position one day, you want to count on them to have your back. I think all of these factors um, lead into making otherwise good people make poor decisions on the force. So again, and I feel like we're getting like super serious right now, and this is not what this podcast is about, but it's important for me to say it. I think that when I see uh, police officers and the family and friends of police officers posting up things about like thin blue line and back the blue, I get that you feel a need to defend um, you know, your loved ones and to defend your colleagues, but I think it would be a lot more helpful and it would help restore public faith in law enforcement if instead you said, yes, we do need to improve some things, but here are some things from a police officer's um, perspective that other people can improve on to help make our job, um, you know, easier, basically. So, you know, like in other words, like I don't think police officers are the reason why we have problems in the inner cities, you know, like they're sort of the ones stuck dealing with it, but there are things that the rest of us can do to help those situations. Um, you know, police officers being racist, that's on them. But do you sort of see the difference there? Like, I don't know. Do you think I'm being... No, I, I, th- I think you're right. And I and about this being kind of depressing, it is depressing. And But like you said, it needs to be, t- it needs to be said and people need to learn from this. That's the thing. Especially people 
that are white. They need to learn from the situation. A lot of people are like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. I've heard that a lot. I, I've, I, I touched Facebook for a second. That's a mistake. If you're oh, from yeah. if you're from an all white town, don't touch your face. Don't go to Facebook. No, why is <laughs> Facebook turning into that? Facebook has turned into like the town racist bulletin. It's wild. It's yeah, it's bad, and, and that's another thing too. A lot of friends of ours are kind of in this bubble because we live in Los Angeles, or we know people from New York, mm-hmm. and there's this bubble of of you know of liberal. Not even I, I won't even make it a political thing of, of people being on this side. That's obviously the right side of history. That this is wrong, but we're forgetting that there's all this America that totally disagrees and is is angry in the opposite direction and that that's what's wrong that's what we gotta change well right and that's sort of like the funny thing is that everybody's like well it's just a couple bad apples and what's the big deal and i'm like if, if you're saying that you're the reason we're protesting exactly. because you're proving exactly that there's that still mentality. a significant you know part of america that doesn't understand that racism is alive and well and there are things that we can all do um you know to make things better Like, I couldn't tell you how many times I would see people, um, you know, make a post, mainly celebrities, obviously, about Black Lives Matter. And the comments would be like, don't be political. To me... It's not not a political thing, no. Well, it's not a political thing, but it also makes Republicans look really bad because essentially what you're saying is being anti-racism is being anti-Republican. And I think that's bullshit. I know plenty of, well... Maybe not plenty, but I know enough Republicans who are like, fuck that noise. Like, like that doesn't represent, you know, my beliefs. So again, no. it's sort of like you're making yourself look bad by saying like Black Lives Matter means you're anti-Republican or anti-police for that matter. Um, yeah. No, it, it's it's kind of narcissistic where it, it, they think it's about them. It's not about you. It's about everyone else. People are being affected. People are dying. And people are angry for a reason. No one's angry for no reason. There's a reason people are frustrated. You know, there's a reason people are looting and, and destroying things because they're that angry. They don't care. They don't care if, if they're killed doing it because right. it's it's that bad. I think it would be like a much better use of the of law enforcement's aggression if they turned it to racists. Like instead of going out and clubbing protesters or treating <laughs> black people unfairly, start, you know, clubbing a few racists over the head. I mean, imagine that'd how be, quickly that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, people would fall in line and we'd we'd get rid of this issue. Like start clubbing a few Karen's over the head. Get out your aggression that way and we'd be in a much better place, you know, in society on both sides. I uh, you know, now, I, I always ask you about my uh, my sports world. And I'm, I'm assuming you heard about Drew Brees, right? Oh, Drew. Drew. Oh he's, he's one of those people where, you know, he brought it about himself. You know, he, he, he told people his thoughts about burning the American flag when it's not about what you think. It's about everybody else. And, of course, he made his apology. Do, do you think his apology is authentic? Um, I, think, I think time will tell. I would like to think that it is. And I think that... Um, you know, I'm a big person where like, and it's funny because I can't stand this like virtual, um, or no, I'm sorry, virtue signaling nonsense that people are saying. Like, are there people who are speaking out right now where it's disingenuous? Of course there are, but we can't say to people, please act better. And then when they do be like, oh, you're virtue signaling. Like that's not like, that's, you know, bullshit. So with Drew Brees, I feel like it was a teachable moment. Like, I don't know that he's a racist, um, but I think that when he said that and somebody said to him like, dude, like this is what we're talking about. You're a part of the problem. 
if you think that, you know, the kneeling was about disrespecting America. And by the way, like, I have always stood for the flag and I will continue to do so because I want to show my respect. However, it doesn't mean that I also don't care about the issues that people who choose to kneel um, are kneeling for. And I think if Drew Brees had said that, if he had said, listen, like, I, you know, I stand for the flag because of my grandfather's and it means something to me. But let's not allow that to take away from the issues they're trying to shed some light on. I think if exactly. he said it that way, it would have went over completely differently. But instead, he went on this like diatribe about how, you know, my grandparents fought for this country and yada, yada, yada. And people who say that don't realize that a lot of um, black men have also fought for this country. And the difference is when they returned home, they didn't return home to the same treatment as our white grandfathers did after they came home and served. That's, right. that's what we're talking about. So, yeah, people have to stop sort of making it, you know, something that it's not um, and start talking about, you know, the issues that matter. So I don't know. And again, I don't you know, I feel like people might hear this, these things and think I'm anti-police. I'm not. I was I always said that I think that police officers, especially in the inner cities, deserve one more pay. But I also think that they don't get the mental health um, support that they need. Just like I don't think uh, veterans returning from combat don't get the mental health support that they need. Uh, people who are police officers in the inner cities see a lot of bad shit. I had a friend who was a cop in Newark, New Jersey. I'm not going to, um, he was like, I'm not going to say his name or, you know, try to reveal, not reveal any information about him to protect his identity. But he would tell me about the things that he saw day in and day out. And it was really bad. Uh, so I understand that it's a hard job. He had friends on the job who had killed themselves uh, because they couldn't handle what was going on. So I'm not going to sit here and say that being a police officer um, is an easy job. Uh, well, it is if, if you're in, you know, where I grew up, because you're basically like a you're handing out, you know, traffic tickets essentially and dealing with <laughs> dealing with unruly teenagers. Um, but again, the hours are probably shit. So I guess I know you guys are working hard too. But again, if you're if you're working you, in like you get, a really, you get what you sign up for though. You know, it, it, people know this going in. No one thinks it's going to be an easy job. You know, so that's that's part of it. But it, it's constantly compared to something like a you know, an airplane pilot or a firefighter. They don't have the luxury of making mistakes like these cops are. And I think that's where we need to change the system. They can't, there's no room for mistakes. Um, no room for mistakes. And again, like I wish some of these police officers would come out and say like, Hey, listen, like, you know, we're open to change and trying to find better tactics and better ways of being, but it's not just on us. Like there are other things that other people can be doing to make our jobs easier. And again, I, when I say that, I'm, I'm more or less speaking to the police officers who are working in the inner cities, um, you know, low income areas. I think for them, um, you know, part of the problem is that like there is like this really antagonistic relationship between the people in these cities and the police officers. And so it's like right off the bat, both sides can't stand each other. Um, it would be interesting to see if the police could get more involved at like the youth level with some of these kids and see if that would change things. You know, like if you had... Right, be, be what we were taught policemen should be growing up in school and stuff like that. The the policemen that help neighborhoods and, 
and try to look out for kids. Right. That, that's not the that's not the policeman that we are experiencing today, and that's that's the policeman we, we hope we should have. Right. And again, um, the responsibility is definitely um, in part on each individual officer, but I also think that um, you know the responsibility also falls on the system and how these guys are being trained and what they're being asked to do. So, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think we have a long way to go, but to try to take away from the movement by saying like, oh, you know, like whether it's the veterans or whether it's like, you know, I'm pro-police, it's like if you can't acknowledge that black people have been treated like shit for way too long, you are in fact a part of the problem. If you're posting up things saying, don't pull the race card, you're a part of the problem. People would never have to quote unquote pull the race card if you didn't treat them the way that you treat them. They're not pulling it or they're not like, you know, referencing race, you know, for fun. It's like they're referencing it because you continue to treat them differently because of their race. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm, I also think that we should put a black woman in charge of each police department. Like I feel like nobody can um, get shit done as well as a black woman can. <laughs> I mean, they are just like, they are incredible. I had a friend in high school. I was really close um, with him and uh, he was black and his mother, they were Jamaican. And I was more afraid of her than I was my own parents. Like she had, she disciplined me a couple times. I wasn't even her kid, but she had disciplined me and she put the fear of God into me, Gwendolyn. Like when she said something, I listened, like I stood up straighter. So, you know, black women don't, do not get the, uh, the recognition that they deserve. But I think if black women were in charge of more things, watch how quickly people fell in line. I mean. Absolutely. In general, we should be hiring more black people. And mm-hmm. I, I always say this. I've, I've said this many times, and it's kind of disgusting. I was watching a Nickelodeon show the other day where it was 10 people on screen, every single one of them white. Who's in charge of that? This is kids programming. Let's get more, every color in there. Right. You know? um, that's the thing, too. I think for a lot of people, it's definitely, you know, exposure. Like, I sort of joked before about how if your only black friend was, like, the one person you played sports with in high school and college... Um, that's not enough. Like, you can't be like, oh, I'm not mm-hmm. racist or I have black friends. Like, or if your one black friend is like, oh, you know, so-and-so I, I, from accounting at work who you like talk to occasionally, <laughs> that's not the same. I've, I've seen a couple pictures on Instagram of people posting themselves with a black person to show they're one of the good ones. I know. It's almost like a, like that biblical thing where like, uh, it was like, I forget what it was, but with like Moses, where like you'd like paint something over your door so like the spirit of death wouldn't take your firstborn. Yeah, uh, I feel like white people are panicking and they're like they have to show that they're like with the community. Like I wore, <laughs> I wore like a Leonard Skinner shirt today, and I was like almost like a little bit panicked that people would think that I was like anti the movement or they would like associate it with like right. the South and white supremacy. Like I did think about that. Um, the other day, I was wearing a camo hat, and I thought the same thing. I was. <laughs> <laughs> is this camel hat people are gonna think i'm against all this i know i know um it's wild uh so I think how, it's how are you loosening up because you seem more loosened up than earlier this week uh are you doing anything to make yourself relax uh i'm as usual i'm masturbating more again but um, there we go I've also just hit the point where as much anger as I have, I realize that I'm not going to solve anything. 
by being angry all the time and arguing with racists. You know, I'm not going to solve anything by like pointing the finger at police. Like the way we're going to solve this is by extending an olive branch to when I say the other side, I don't mean racists. I mean, again, like like people who are in power, people who are part of the um, mm-hmm. the system and saying like, OK, guys, like this is the situation like we have to make some changes. It's not all on you, but let's start talking about the things that we can do to make this better. Um, like running out and screaming, defund the police, defund the police. It's not helping. You're not going to get any you know, police officers on your side if you're saying we should defund them. So well, I agree we should defund them, but that's a that's an argument for another day. Well, again, we, we could get into that. Like I said, I think that like for me, it's always like not necessarily less money, but how could that money be better to spent or better spent within the department? Um, again, I think it's crazy that these people who see, you know, who are in high pressure situations um, aren't subject to uh, mental health checkups. And not like because I think like I'm like, oh, they better do this. It's because like I think that they deserve the help. You know, if you're seeing shit day in and day out, like you, sh- you know, you should be talking to somebody. Um, mm-hmm. It should be mandatory. And again, like there definitely needs to also be a cleansing of some of the shitheads that are in a lot of these departments. And that's going to require integrity on the police officers themselves to sort of start outing people, which I know is difficult and uncomfortable. Um, but you know, we're relying on you guys to help us weed the bad actors out of these situations. Um, speaking of bad actors, how about fucking J.K. Rowling? Oh, yeah. God. Uh, that was, a, you know, he's a, she's a child's, you know, star. She, children look up to this person and she's writing, what, a tweet about uh, the LGBTQ community? What, what, what actually happened? Well, it was it was like her comments were basically transphobic and and it was like something something to the effect that like, you know, we can't deny that women are women. Like if you have a period like you're a woman and that's how it was just like some nonsense. And listen, it was was the the menstrual cycle she was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Weird. Just a weird time to do it in the first place. Right. And just a weird thing to say. Who does this help? Right. I, I think the thing is, and I know that like, you know, conservative people like love to jump on this and be like, oh, so she's not entitled to her First Amendment. And it's like, no, she is. But like our First Amendment also guarantees us the right to think that she's an asshole for exercising her First Amendment in that way. Um, and again, yeah, like one, I, I know, it's like I know a lot of gay people that have Harry Potter tattoos. You know, they look up to her, and this this is not something uh, they would enjoy. Right, it's disappointing. Um, but I also think that to me, like you know, J.K. Rowling again, like she's entitled to her opinion, whether I agree with it or not. But it's odd that she chose this time to to release it. But I also think for her, it's like every couple years she has to say some crazy shit to to stay relevant. Like, instead of writing another great series or another great book, she has to be like, Dumbledore was a closeted homosexual. <laughs> you think, you think that's like, why what? she does it? For, for intention? Right. I 100% think it's for attention. Um, maybe she She's J.K. Rowling. Who doesn't know who she is? Right. Um, and again, like, you know, people, whether I agree with it or not, like, even though I think it's harmful and I think it sucks, like, people are entitled to their opinion. But the rest of us are also allowed to shit on you for said opinion if we feel that mm-hmm. way. The First exactly. Amendment works both ways. She's totally allowed to say it, but other people are allowed to no longer support her if they feel like what she said was wrong. Um, 
and that's just kind of like who have a, you who have you liked uh, through this whole process through this whole last week or so? I'm sorry, say that one more time. Because you, 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 we've kind of listed everyone who's done wrong. Who have you liked who, uh, through this last week or so? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I see a lot of people doing good. I will say I give a lot of credit to the celebrities who were going out there to these protests. A lot of celebrities, you know, made grand proclamations online. Um, some of them made like, you know, uh, big donations, which is helpful. I'm not going to say that it's not, but the, mm-hmm. I really respect the celebrities, um, and the public figures who went out there to these protests, knowing that in a lot of uh, cases, it was dangerous. Like I saw Ariana Grande, saw Halsey, uh, Timothy Chalamet, Sh- whatever the hell it is, whatever, you know, who I'm doing I that. think that's right. I think you did good. Yeah. I, um, I'm really, I think those are great. Um, who, I'm trying to think of anybody like really stood out to me though. Uh, oh, I gotta give props to Chris D'Elia, uh, with his big dick energy. He has been super mm-hmm. outspoken, um, you know, this whole time. And I like the statement that he made. He basically said, if you're a racist, I don't want you as a fan and my fan base will not allow you to be here. So if you're a racist, don't threaten me, you know, with like leaving, like, please just leave because I don't want you anyway. Uh, he yeah. made a really strong statement. Um, Seth Rogen did as well. He basically was telling people like, fuck off, don't watch my movies again. And I think that's really brave because these people sort of rely on people to like them and to buy their shit to make money. So to go out there and say, I don't really care if you don't buy my things again. If you can't support this, I don't want your support or money is like a a pretty impressive thing. Um, Also kind of sheds light on the people who were not willing to do that this week. Which I know you and I sort of argued about back and forth. Like you were like, well, it doesn't necessarily mean they don't support. Um, but my feeling is if you have a platform and, um, and you're not using it right now, I think that's kind of weak. And it doesn't mean that you're a racist um, or that you don't support. But to me, it sort of means that you're too afraid to rock the boat to do what's right. And yeah. I think that's kind of like beta, beta energy. So yeah, I agree. ABCC. ABCC. Those are the uh, the acronyms to live by. All right. I know we're like broaching 40 minutes and I don't want to drive you crazy. There was a lot to get out today since we skipped a week. But mm-hmm. what are our closing thoughts? What are your th- closing thoughts? Huh. I, I guess, I guess it, it's to the people that have been as angry as you and I have been uh, to kind of just, you know, calm themselves a little bit. Uh, continue to fight the good fight, you know, but also uh, remember that you are a human being. You need to relax a little bit. It's not good for the the heart and the head to constantly be in such anger. Right. Absolutely. Um, And again, like I, for me, like my closing thoughts is like, I think everybody sort of made their stance known. Like the, the rage is justified and the rage has been heard. But instead of being like, you know, like feeling like we're taking sides, Let's say like, okay, this is the state of the union. How can we all contribute to making this better? You know, like instead of being like, you know, fuck the police, like how are we going to work with law enforcement to ensure that these things, you know, stop happening? We don't have to keep fighting. We have to start looking for solutions. Um, And yeah, and also because I I would like to be able to go back to watching cop porn and not feeling like I'm making a a moral choice every night. (laughs) 
So, you know, do it for, you know, black people 98%, but do it for me 2% because I, I really need it at, you know, at this time. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if I can watch white porn in general. I, I, it I, might just be all black for the next few months. It'd be interesting to see if, like, the, uh, the interracial porn uh, stats went up on, like, Brazzers and Pornhub this week. If people were like, fuck, man, I, I feel like I got to support... Um, I, I feel like I feel like if they're not doing that on like a porn hub, like showcasing the particularly black porn, they're doing something wrong. Because I'm going on Netflix, I'm seeing uh, the category, you know, uh, positive black leads. I want to see the same in Pornhub. And yeah, we got to start uplifting our um, our black porn actors. I'm 100 percent behind that. Um, they're the best ones. Yeah, I will do some research this week, and I will make some recommendations for people next week. So. Perfect. I'll keep myself uh keep myself honest. Um all right, well everybody, we love you. Uh stay safe. Uh what else? Black Lives Matter, watch black porn, um and work with your local law enforcement to make them better so we can also watch cop porn again. I think that's that's how I feel. All right, Perfect. we love you. Until next time. This has been a Lug Hole Podcast.